Hey yo, say hello to the back. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of out of being, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network. And that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold Sexo. The world is listening. Gee, I hope nobody is taping this. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the open book. What? Your one-stop library for all things entertainment, video games, and the open book event. Tell me he didn't just say that. What? I know how to push your buttons too. You're gonna do from a mile away. With your host, the sensational sequel, Sean. Spider Pig, Spider Pig, does whatever a Spider Pig does. Can he swing from a web? No, we can't. He's a pig. Look out. He is a spider pig. And Ashley is my name. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. 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 James Bond. The lesson is about to begin. Here's Sean and Ashley. Did you see that coming? It's time! What? This ruthless aggression I'll let you be the second fat woman here in my confession I admit it, I did what I had to do to win I'm an athlete, you're a specimen of sin With your drinking and smoking and choking down food I know French dudes with better manners than you So swing batter batter, show me what a fatter rapper can serve Congratulations, now I'll drop your ass faster than your own donation It's a sensation, she's just a little girl, would you give her a bracelet? Only she knows you ride too tight in the crotch You're as bored as your tour de France to watch So come on, little buddy, don't look so with all that blood and attitude, you're like a menstrual cycle. You set records before black men can compete, are you kidding me? That's like having a pasta contest without Italy You're an orphan who found his way to fortune and fame Just think what you could have done if you would have actually trained On the pinnacle of physical condition While you dip your stick in prostitutes and call it bobble tipping Are you tripping? You'll be nothing but a skeleton Messing with the fellow in yellow who will be peddling like hell up in the peloton It's the bottom of the knife against the toxin in a bathing suit Filled with more artificial ingredients than a baby Ruth That may be way too soon, but I'll call him a shot I'm not talking about those Italians in their SWAT will knock you right out of the park and round the base into the sound of uproaring the pole while you hang your head in shame and disgrace because you got lost and forgot what real sportsmanship was. You look tired, kid. You got Cheryl Crow's feet eyes. Pedal on to France and maybe bring me back some fries. Cause if you step to Ruth and the Michael fan, your fancy bike can all. Three strikes, just one ball. Oh, Lord! 
at this moment, the open book will be taking a moment of silence and a 10 bell count for Reed Flair, who passed away today at the age of 25. And also for Richard Griffiths, the uh, film actor most notable for playing Uncle Vernon in the Harry Potter movie series. And also Don Payne, who wrote scripts for The Simpsons and Fantastic Four, and most notably the last four movie that came out and its upcoming sequel. Welcome back, guys. This is the open book, of course, with myself, Sensational Sequel, Sensational Spoiler, Sensational Sean, very long name there, and Ashley, who is my co-host, who you did hear a few seconds ago. Um, it's been a very solemn day for a lot of things. Uh, it's been a very busy day for myself uh, with the passing of Reed Flair. Uh, I had a lot of phone calls going on about what's going on with that. Uh, I had a lot of friends who were making comments about the uh, – uh, what was uh, Richard – I'm sorry, Ashley. What was the name again? Richard Griffiths. Richard Griffiths. Uh, who I, I keep blanking on the name, which sucks because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. The movies were amazing, and I have a, huge, a coworker who's a big fan of him. So we've had a lot of conversations back and forth between myself and her about him. So I mean, it's been a very, very solemn day alone. Uh, how are you doing, Ashley? I mean, we've had a little bit of chance to talk before the show today. What's up today? Well, considering it's supposed to be called Good Friday, it's not been that good. No, it has not, actually. And it's, been, it's been one of those weeks for me, I will say that. A co-worker got sick. I've been thrown pretty much into what can be called the ringer. So it's been crazy week. Uh, the only good part of the week for me has been Bioshock Infinite. Um, which we'll talk about in the second segment. This is the first segment, of course, and as the, on the open book, we have three segments. We have wrestling segment, which is the first segment, which we're in right now. We have the second segment, which is the video game segment. And the third segment, we talk entertainment, phone calls, emails, blah, blah, blah. Um, of course, I did get the tweet from L-Train, who did say, the open book was a station, Sean, and asked my name on the SNS Radio Network, Bioshock Infinite. That is all. So it's kind of funny. Um, We're just talking about that then. Okay, it's two and a half hours of that. That's it. <laughs> I don't think I get two and a half hours of that. I haven't beat the game yet. But like I said, we'll we'll talk about that afterwards. Um, we're, in, we're in the wrestling segment. So let's talk wrestling, of course. Uh, we did have the passing of Reed Flair today. We've had a lot of uh, comments uh, from several news sites. Uh, Reed Flair posted the... The basic statement of we lost a family member. Thank you for your prayers. Pretty much like that. Um, it sucks that it happened today. Uh, I will say that. Um, one of the things we're going to do this week is we are going to talk about our three honorable mentions because we do have an ongoing top five WrestleMania matches of all time. Uh, this week we're going to do three honorable mentions from, from our list. And then we're also going to talk about three of the worst matches at WrestleMania, period. 
So we're going to go ahead and start with the three worst matches of all time. Um, I will let Ashley take that away as I try to find which ones mine took place at. Okay. <laughs> um, number three on my list, if you have to rank them, will be the blindfold match between Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Martel from WrestleMania 7 because... As ever with most blindfold matches, it never really goes well, and it didn't really... Ex- it, it was kind of like time filler for a show where clearly they had to put something on to try and take away from the fact that, look, we're not in a stadium thanks to the whole uh, War of 92 and everything. We're in the sports arena. So... The match itself really wasn't that good. As with, I think they had a didn't they have a blindfold match between Chris Harris and Rude at like lockdown 07? Yeah, which kind of was... had the same elements. The bags kept coming off the heads. Yeah, and it really, it it's not a very good match at all. Uh, number two goes to WrestleMania 27. Now. Let me list these six people and tell me which one doesn't fit. Layla, Michelle McCall, Dolph Ziggler, John Morrison, Trish Stratus, and Snooki. John Morrison. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, my word. (laughs) Yeah. Looking at that, you have five talents that are deserving of better than that. You have one who should be wiped off the face of the earth. And no, we're not talking about Vicky Guerrero because she had to suffer through that as well. Why they thought the whole Snooki thing would be good? Why didn't, surely the smart thing would be to pair her up with Zack Ryder, I'd have thought. Oh, wait, Ryder didn't even make the pay-per-view. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so yeah, that's my number two. Just for the fact that Ziggler and Joe Moat, even though just those two, deserve a lot better. Especially Trish. You know, if you heard, um, I'd have loved now to have asked Trish if I was on the interview that Trey and Bronx and JJ did. What the hell was up with that match with Snooki? Yeah, but yeah. Um, my number one worst match might surprise some people. We go back to WrestleMania one. And we go to King Kong Bundy versus Special Delivery Jones. Imagine this. It's your very first pay-per-view. You're trying to do a spectacle that everyone's going to enjoy. Everyone is going, oh, this is so great. I want to see more of it. And then you stick on a nine-second squash match. With absolutely no build-up whatsoever. Difference is, there was build-up with Kane and Daniel Bryan. Okay, it lasted 18 seconds, but it had storyline purposes. Okay, Chavo lost to Kane for the ECW title in, I think it was like 12 seconds. But again, that was storyline purposes because Kane won the -the over-the-top battle royale earlier in the night. This one was on their very first showcase, and they decided to waste... 
so many minutes of it to a match that lasted nine seconds. God knows from that booking decision how they made it to 29. Yeah, that was a... Uh, you're right on that match. The the six-man match was a horrible match. I, I agree with that one. I'm still I'm trying cor- to understand. No, corrected by Mac to- Daddy. I'm corrected by Mac Daddy. Apparently, Zack Ryder was in the talent show segment. I completely forgot about that. I wonder why. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, there was this whole celebrity thing. Oh, well. That's the only thing that... I can remember. Um, my three are interesting to say the least. Uh, I got to make sure that I've got the right ones up because I have a lot of screens up. Um, I shouldn't close that out. We will start with WrestleMania 21 and my number three. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, we will start with Big Show facing off against Akibono. In a sumo match. Brought to you by why? the pens. Yeah, I mean, seriously, why, what was the whole, I don't even understand the whole point. I know it was to show big show strength, but from what I saw, this was just a horrendous decision on WWE's part to actually do this. I know they were trying to get all this big stuff in there and do all this really cool stuff, but why? I mean, seriously, Why? We really didn't need Akebono, who is a Japanese sumo wrestler, who apparently is a professional wrestler now, uh, going out there and showing up to WB, one of WWE's biggest superstars at the time, the Big Show. Uh, I guess they wanted to have the cooldown match, which was a minute and three seconds, between two of, the, two of their biggest matches, which was Kurt Angle facing off against Shawn Michaels before the match, and John Cena facing off against John Bradshaw Layfield after the match. So I guess that was the cooldown match, uh, to say the least. Uh, I just don't understand why that match was on there to begin with. Uh, for my next match, we will travel all the way back to WrestleMania 9, where we will see The Undertaker facing Giant Gonzalez in the only... Only match on the streak I feel that has an asterisk next to it because it was by disqualification. Um, Secretly, it's because Harvey Wimple was in the match. <laughs> yeah, uh, Harvey Wimple been one of the worst managers I feel of all time. Uh, the only reason why I believe he had any kind of play in the entire thing was when he bought he brought in Big Bertha. That was the only time I ever felt he did anything good. But, oh well. Um, the match was horrendous. I mean, you got Bit Giant Gonzalez, who is a really big guy. He's a giant colleague um, of the old days. That's pretty much how I feel. And that's how I look at Giant Gonzalez. Is he's the giant colleague of the old days. Um, the Undertaker was still... And in the beginning of his career, I felt, during this point. And I think that they could have placed him in, in the match with somebody else and had a better, had the same finish, and it would have been just as fine. Uh, they could have thrown Yokozuna at him in this match and had the whole um, ether thing instead of having Yokozuna face Bret Hart, defeat Bret Hart, and then a minute later, 
lose to Hulk Hogan in 22 seconds. I mean, that on its own is still a horrible. That's that's an honorable that's an honorable mention for worst match. I completely forgot it, about that one. It is, it is. It's a honorable mention for a horrible match. Um, so yeah, uh, my last match. We're going to travel to WrestleMania 20 at the grandest stage of them all, which was back in Madison Square Garden. And we had two of the biggest names in the business that back then. Goldberg. Kane facing versus Undertaker. Oh, wait. What? Oh, Kane no, versus Undertaker. I like that match, okay? I like that match. That was a good match. Um, it was. I was going to try and swerve everyone. Um, we had Goldberg. Rock Lesnar. With special guest referee Steve Austin. Don't even get me started on this match. I wanted one of the best technical brawling matches of all time. Instead, we got what had to be one of the slowest, stupidest matches out there. You had six minutes of, I'm not playing with this guy. I'm not playing with him either. Much. The only Apparently thing they made, sounded like Mick Jagger as well. I don't know. The only thing that made this match anything worth at all is um, Steve Austin, Stone Cold. He was the only one. He was pretty much like, "Y'all gonna fight? Come on, let's fight!" And then the stunners at the end of the match. It's just, I don't. And I know they were both on their way out. Great, awesome. Put him in a different match, though. Give Brock Lesnar somebody else. Let him lose to somebody else. Uh, heck, we could have had the Undertaker face him instead of Kane. I know they were doing the whole few thing there. Great, all that, awesome. Let Lesnar lose to somebody with more respect. But no, they had to do Goldberg versus Lesnar because both men wanted to face each other, but apparently not at that point in their career. And this was this match was thirteen minutes and forty three seconds long. Could we not have found a better way? I mean, I don't know. I I don't. This is not one of those matches where I will love it. Um, here's hoping that at WrestleMania thirty two, excuse me, WrestleMania thirty one, or even WrestleMania thirty, we have another Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, and it's even worse. And this time, it'll be Vicky Guerrero as the special guest referee. Oh wait, that'll be horrible. We'll just we'll just skip on after this. I'm I'm done talking about this. This is a horrible match that should not have even been created. Whoever made this match should be taken out back and done old Yeller style. So, with that being said. With my thoughts of murder and mayhem running through. Um, happy, happy, fun, fun. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Let's jump into. Let's jump into our three album mentions. Um, I have one off the top of my head, and I don't have two, two more. So let's let's throw it to Ashley. Let him because I have four. You have, well, there you go. You have four. So you cover all four of yours. Well, I'll try to give 
I try to find my other two. These are in no particular order, but WrestleMania, WrestleMania 3, the match between Hogan and Andre. Because, yes, despite the fact that we know that Flair, um, Flair, uh, Savage and Steamboat was the best match of the night, the reason why all those 93,000 people probably bought their tickets was to see Hogan versus Andre. And it kind of matched up to the expectations. It was a... It's 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 just for the memorable line of the gorilla saying the irresistible force meeting the immovable object. How many times have you heard that used in wrestling, even outside of WWE, over the past 25, 30 years? A heck of a lot. So... Or variations on it anyway. So that's the lasting impact that that had. Next up, WrestleMania 10. The ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Thanks. (laughs) I am going to leave to Shawn. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, if it was one of yours, I'll leave it because then that gives me three. Okay, I'll take it. Well, no, no, no. Take that, because I have another match from WrestleMania 10. Take that. Rewind it back. There you go. Reference to Bronx there, people. (laughs) Uh, Another one is WrestleMania 21, which, yes, I've already mentioned Money in the Bank, but one that also deserves mentioning, Undertaker versus Orton. Because, to me, arguably, this was the first time that Undertaker's streak kind of looked on the rocks. Because if anything, if Undertaker was to lose his streak, it would be to somebody that was up and coming and needed to get the rub. And the fact that he was doing the whole legend killer gimmick at the time, it really seemed to fit. And that that reversal of the tombstone into an RKO by Orton was really well done. Okay, it led to Cowboy Bob and his Hep C antics later on in the year, which kind of hurts the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, that was the first time I really felt Undertaker's streak was truly on the line. And then my last one is WrestleMania 26, streak versus career between HBK and Undertaker. Because of all, all the significance of it, on uh, HBK's last match, but let's say it may not have been as good as their first one. Spoilers? Okay. I think it's been long enough, so we can... We're okay. No. I might have just spoiled my number one next week. Well, I may have just taken it away from you, too. Because my number three, actually my number one, happens to be that match. Sorry. What, your number one best Mania match? No, my number one, well, no, no, my number one is something better. Uh, Okay, so I've just ruined it there for next week, people. Don't listen to me next week. (laughs) (laughs) Next next week I have a lot planned, so we're going to see what's going to happen next week. Uh, My number three is actually going to be the Randy Savage, Randy Savage versus Crush uh, from WrestleMania 10, the Falls Count Anywhere match. 
because this was the one of the first times we ever saw the rules for the false count anywhere be that you make the pinfall outside and they they had what sixty seconds to get back to the ring. Something like that, yeah. And of course, what did Savage do? Tie him up. He actually hung him in the back after making the pinfall. It was one of of the weirdest matches I've ever seen, but I liked it because of the change in the rules. You don't see these rules that often anymore. And this was one of those really cool ones where I'm kind of like, okay, I can dig this. I've actually watched this match several times just trying to see different things. And one of the cool things is right after that we had they had one of the women's championship matches between Alundra Blaze and Leilana Kai, which was a really good match. So I mean they've had a lot of this was a great card I felt. Um, they did a lot of really good stuff on this card. Uh, I mean just looking at the card you had Owen Hart and Bret Hart in the first match, Bam Bam Bigel and Luna Sean facing off against Doink the Clown and Dink. Randy Savage versus Crush, Alundra Blaze versus Leilani Kalani. Leilani. I I hate her name. I really do. Leilani Kai. Kai, whatever. Um, Men on a Mission going against the Quebecers. Yokozuna going against Lex Luger. Earthquake and Atom Bomb, which was a horrible match, yes. 35 seconds, by the way. Um, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels in in the the ladder match. And then Bret Hart and Yokozuna at the end of the night. Great matches. I mean, a lot of these were amazing matches. And to see at the end of the night, Bret Hart being hoisted on every single babyface's shoulders was a huge night. This is one of my favorite WrestleManias of all time. I mean, this is definitely because of the amazing, amazing matches they had. My number two, um, my number two match, uh, I think this is wrong. I'm trying to make sure that I got the right one. I could be wrong on this one. Um, my number two, yeah, actually, this is number two is the triangle ladder match from WrestleMania 2000. Uh, Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys, and the Hardy Boys. Uh, the beginning of one of the greatest feuds of all time, in my opinion. Uh, just absolutely started one of the biggest feuds in my one of the greatest tag team feuds excuse me um because it started the tlc matches it did the table matches ladder matches it just went all around the place and you saw jeff pretty much kill himself in almost every single one of these matches the spear from edge to jeff off the top of the ladder devon hanging from the the belts uh and later telling everyone I'm afraid of heights hanging there. I I hated it. So, I mean, just all of this stuff. I mean, this was a great pay-per-view also, but not, not as, not as good. And my number one match of all time, my number one match uh, of my honorable mentions is actually going to be, that's not the right pay-per-view. WrestleMania 20. Once again, Goldberg, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. Uh, Chris Benoit defeating Triple H and Shawn Michaels for his first ever WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. Um, holding the title, uh, him and Eddie Guerrero hogging at the end of the match, and at the pay-per-view, 
just one of those moments where I cried. It was great. I absolutely loved it. I am saddened that it what happened to Benoit. I wish it hadn't happened because then we could still have him around showing just how awesome he is. But unfortunately we don't. Um, but I will I am this is one of my matches that's just absolutely amazing. Um, so that's basically my three, his three, and our There's other three. There's a fourth joint honorable mention from both of us, I think. Okay, go ahead. WrestleMania 27. Triple H versus Undertaker 2. Mainly Wait. because of the Wrestling News live sign that just sort of randomly appeared at the end of the match. Because I marked out like crazy for that. Cause that oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was brilliant. It took me a second because I was like, wait, did he just give away my number one? I was like, no, he didn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. By the looks of it, I spoiled my own number one for next week and Sean just spoiled his. <laughs> no, you. I thought you spoiled mine. Um, yeah, you're right. That was a great match. Uh, it really was. I... <laughs> I'm looking at it. It was covered in crap matches. The match before it, Michael Cole, Jerry Waller. The match after it, the six-person mixed tag match. I mean, there's some great matches on this card. Uh, straight up, there are, but that it's covered pretty much in crap matches. I just don't understand how such a great match that went 30 minutes. And I believe they actually had... Um, they had to cart Undertaker out of there, didn't they? They put him on the little cart and had to drive him out? Yeah, he never got up. This That started the whole... Um, the whole humanizing figure part of it, I believe. It started to show that the Undertaker is human. And... I believe, Triple H, I believe Triple H even was like, I did something no one else has ever done. I made it so that he couldn't get up. Which went into the whole angle for the next year. Um, which we'll talk about next week. Um, so, I mean, it was a great match, a great setup. Even though they had faced off uh, before that... Um, and they were trying to say, no, they haven't. They haven't fought before at all. So, I mean, I, I'm i glad to see that they had this match. What do you want to say? Nothing. Okay, you're good on that one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. Um, there is something that's pretty cool that I don't know if anybody's talked about yet. Uh, they had a return at NXT this week. Oh, I don't know whether that's actually on the show or whether it was like a dark match. Well, no, NXT uh, doesn't matter. He still returned. Uh, mm-hmm. Evan Bourne made a return at NXT, which was pretty crazy. I was uh, happy to see that. I mean, a pretty damn good house show match with El Generico or whatever he's going by now. 
Yeah, which kind of caught me off guard. As soon as they said it's gener- it's El Generico, I was kind of like, wait, what? So, I mean, just seeing that, I was I, I was like, wow. Um, if you want to have a good match, have a match with El Generico. Yeah, pretty much. Just, just go see, hey, hey G- El Generico, you want to have a match? Sure, why not? And then they got... Okay, so crash, I come back. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's really cool. Um, is there anything else newsworthy we need to talk about? I feel like there is. Uh, there's a WrestleMania cake. <laughs> yeah, there is a WrestleMania. Um, I'll let you talk about that one. <laughs> Basically, there's a WrestleMania cake that I guess got delivered to the MetLife Stadium because by the looks of it, they're already starting to build it. So expect in about four days' time to see them practicing the pyro. So if you live in the area, expect to see a bit of mysterious light coming from the stadium. (laughs) And if anybody wants to make a Paul Bearer joke about that, you sick bastards. CM Punk's already done it, but oh well. (laughs) Um, I do want to say congrats to the guys from this past week on Wrestling News Live. Amazing job on the interview, which great job. Now, to everybody out there who will not post a recap of this, go fuck yourselves. Um, I happened to go around and look at websites right quick to see who who, who did a recap of the interview because I haven't had a chance to fully listen to it. And it's like every single website I've gone to has posted everyone else's recap of other interviews. And I think it's completely not a bullshit. So to all those people out there that will not post the recap of our interview on Wrestling News from Wrestling News Live, excuse me, go fuck yourself. And that is all, pretty much from that. Apparently, um, the cake was sent by the stadium to WWE. It was the other way around. <laughs> what did WWE send back? Hornswoggle. They sent him Greg Collie. That's what it was. They sent Hornswoggle as one of the sniffer dogs to sniff out for any like suspect Going. packages. Really? I don't know. There's got to be some purpose for him still being in the company. Oh, no, what? You'll find out what that is on the whole indie show. Cheap plug. That's good, because I have no clue why he's there. Um, I'm, I'm still wondering why Greg Colley's still there. Which, by the way, is he is was he okay after that huge Triple Man power slam, powerbomb? Well, he wrestled on SmackDown. Did he? Against okay. Jack Swagger. In what's widely reported to be a pretty atrocious match. Of Had an is. interesting after match incident happen. But the match itself between Swagger and Carly, whoa. The only reason I think they've got him there is so India's interested in WWE. With the yeah, greatest probably. of respect. Probably. I'm actually, I know it's kind of funny, but. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. I watching. Uh, I was rewatching some WrestleMania matches from the Undertaker this past weekend, or this past week, and I came across the one I'm talking about next week, um, and it just kind of made me sit there and I was like, okay, how can Punk and Undertaker destroy the show this year? I couldn't really think of anything. 
I, I this match is going to be that good. I, I I'm I'm not I don't want to say it like that. Um, but I don't think. Well, with the rumor that Undertaker obviously well not that's not a rumor fact that he's getting older. And the rumor that CM Punk is more hurt up than he's admitting to. It could suffer, but Punk might go, I want to have my best match of my career against Undertaker. Whether it's Undertaker's best match, I don't know. But if I can make it my best match, that'll do me. And if I do get shot up and injured and out for six months, I'm willing to take it just for the fact that I faced the Undertaker and became a statistic. Whether it is the one in twenty and one, or the one in twenty one and zero, I really think that they should have placed the Undertaker in a six man match, a tag team match, something. I don't think he should have been put in a one on one match. I, yeah, I, I don't think they should have done that. Um, Rumor I, has I, it they've already decided the main event for this year's WrestleMania as well. Really? Because I thought it was going to be Punk and... Uh, no, wait. I'm sorry. Uh, Cena and Rock. Uh, so, some reports are saying it's going to be Chris Jericho versus Ticketmaster. Oh, okay. Uh, interesting. Uh, I, I see Ticketmaster going over in two seconds. A quick armbar and he's the, and Chris Jericho taps out. Armbar no, one. Jericho is also having a match against Fandango. He's just going to be having another match getting on the customer service line of Ticketmaster trying to get a refund. It's reported to That's be going horrible. on for about 80 minutes. That's horrible. Okay. Horrible. Fandango. I will say it. I know that sounds bad, um, but I'm looking forward to the match on Fandango. I haven't no. seen him wrestle yet. The only one I'm not really looking forward to is what is it? F- funk, funk, the, the, the four Funketeers or whatever they're called now. I, uh, yeah, tons of funk. Tons of funk is the two-man team, and then the Funkadactyls. You know what? Let's have let's hold this conversation off till next week. Yeah. I've just realized um, Michael Cole keeps dropping the N from the N from the word funk. That tag team is going to be seriously awkward. No, he's going to lose his job is what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. We're going to jump into segment two uh, here in a minute. So uh, stick with us. We'll be back in a few minutes. of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? 
Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Yeah. The All-American American in the house, baby. Zeb, roll another blunt. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, WWE in the house, baby. Yeah. I was going to get a push, but then I got high. I was going to headline WrestleMania, but then I got high. Now I've got one strike against me, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was going to fight Del Rio, but then I got high. I was going to start a real good feud, but then I got high. Now I'm jobbing to Santino and I know why. Hey, hey, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Zeb and I were talking shit, I got high. We were gonna blame the Mexicans, but then I got high. Now Vince McMahon is pissed off and I know why. Hey, hey, cause I got high. Because I got high, because I got high. I was gonna cure my lisp until I got high. I was gonna speak like everyone else until I got high. Now I still sound like a douchebag, and I know why. Yeah, cause I got high, because I got high, because I got high. I renamed my ankle lock until I got high. I was gonna be bigger than rock, but then I got high. Now I'm losing to Zack Ryder, and I know why. Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. I had a great future until I got high. I was going to be the world champion, but then I got high. Uh, Now I'm calling Dixie Carter, and I know why. Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. I'm heading to TNA, man. The All-American American is out.
And now back to the open book on the SNS Radio Network. Welcome back, guys. This is The Open Book, and you just heard the theme from the TV trailer for Bioshock Infinite, uh, Nico Vega. Uh, I've got to go find that song because that is an amazing song. Absolutely love it, uh, I hear, even though I hear it, like, every day. Uh, it's a great song. I want to say good job to Ashley. During our little break there, we were having a die. He just completely cuts me off and takes over Brass Eye's... Uh, moment. So good job, Ashley. And he's like, uh, no. no, it's just... Uh. If you guys could hear what happens during our little breaks, I mean, sometimes it's it's boring as crap, but sometimes it's absolutely hilarious. Um, I enjoy having fun with Ashley, making fun of him in the, in the break. Uh, I, I will not... I will say this, Ashley, that I'm not taking away your song of the night chip that I give you, it, even though it's one chip, you can you'll still have another one throughout the year. You, you'll have another one, not just yeah. one tonight. Just next Trust week. Trust me, I'm choose. not trying to go on a maniacal spree and choose it every week. It's only like every few months. <laughs> really? Because the past three weeks you've given me songs. That's not song of the night. Sure, sure. That's things um, that I think are relevant that we're going to probably talk about, like the song that we've got coming up at the end of this segment. Sure, sure. You you keep leaving that. Um, <laughs> I'm truly a co-host here, people. I'm, I, I have no power. This is this is dictatorship <laughs> of the highest regard. But I'm going to go with it. Because... If that's the case, if that's the case, if this is a dictatorship, I'm not the dictator. And apparently he just dropped off. So, oh well. Oh well for Ashley. Um, welcome back, Ashley. As I was just saying, I'm not the dictator of this show. There's somebody else who's above me. Who's even more of a dictator. Because yeah. he's a dick. No, you're the dictator. He's the commandant. <laughs> Either way, this is the gaming... This gets the gaming segment of this show. Um, I'll probably hear nothing but ranting and cursing during the next break. Oh, trust me, Anthony. I've already got my revenge on Shaw, and it's just he never listens to the whole indie. True. That's completely <laughs> true. That is completely true. Um, maybe I should start listening to that show. Oh, well. Um, oh. Yeah, I know. I'm going to stop right there and not say anything about what he just put in the Skype chat. Um, so anyway, anyway, this is the gaming segment of the open book. Let's jump into our news. Ashley, go ahead and take it away because I know you have a lot of news. There's some stuff we're going to talk about at the end of it. And we're going to talk a little Bioshock Infinite. So take it away, Ashley. Uh, we'll start off with the 15th editions that Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag will be having. Yes. yes. Uh, we're going to start off with the American edition, 
which is going to be available at GameStop, which will come with a poster dev- designed by Todd McFarlane, along with the Black Island pack, which will have the Black Island Quest, the Black Ship, Captain Morgan's Silver Flintlock Pistols, and multiplayer such as Captain Morgan's costume, title, and picture. Okay, I'm going to stop you there for a second. I do want to stop you. Uh, the poster you can get right now, because of the fact it is a pre-order special, um, so you can get that now if you wanted to get it. Uh, go ahead. Um, right. Now we've got... Apparently there's four different ones coming out in Europe. Starting off with the £110 Black Chest Edition, which is only available via Ubisoft's Uplay shop, which features a... Basically, t- basically two foot diorama, no, 30, 55 centimeters, so trying to work out about 22 inches diorama of Captain Edward on the Jack Dawes bow, an exti- a steel book edition, an art book, the soundtrack, two lithographs, two canvas prints, all existing additional unlockable in game content for Assassin's Creed 4, a collector's box, a parchment world map. And an original black flag replica, which Sean desperately wants, I think. I want that flag. I want the flag with the assassin symbol in it. I am tempted to go out to one of my buddies who does uh, pirate flags for a living, makes them, have him make this logo, but I want the real thing. If Ubisoft is listening, do it. Give the Americans the choice to get this flag. Well, no, what I'm thinking is buy the PS3 edition. Because it's region free? Not, no, 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 it's not. PS3s are not region free anymore. Uh, One of of the updates, if I remember correctly, changed that and made them regions now. Um, Let me take a look at my. uh, Yep, they are regions. Okay. My MLB The Show 13 has Suck, a region. Sucks to be it. you then, sure. Yeah, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Um, available sure. in available in game stores in the UK and game stops in Ireland, the Buccaneer edition will feature an Edward Kenway figurine on a Jack Dawes Cronus, the same one mentioned. Uh, no, that's a diorama. It's a, I think that's different. Yeah, because the other one's on the bow, whereas the, this one's just on the crow's nest. Then you also get the art book, the soundtrack, two lithographs, collector's box, and in-game content. There's also going to be a Skull Edition, which is going to come in a jumbo steel case with the art book and two lithographs and the in-game content. And then the Special Edition, which basically looks to be the standard edition of sorts, will have ex- include exclusive unlockable in-game content. Ex- the- you know, exclusively at the launch. The special edition usually is the the regular edition because it comes out. It's the pre-order edition, uh, pretty much. Uh, that's what yeah. it's always been. So, just one of those things. True. Um, some of the other things that also turned up this week. If you remember back to the PlayStation conference that they had, they showed a Watchdogs trailer gameplay mm-hmm. footage anyway well today well not today this week they actually released it from the authorities point of view 
explaining what he does and how he does it and everything. Which also adds to the mystery. But the fact is, at the end, it says, Watchdogs coming autumn 2013. So we now basically have uh, more, more of a stone-clad release date than we previously had. Because I think all we knew is it was coming out 2013. Now it's autumn. Probably E3, you'll find out the exact date. The reason why you'll find out the date, and I'm going to say this now, is because of the fact that Assassin's Creed has already given it away. If you look at the Assassin's Creed uh, advertisements as they've come out, they've all said October. Now, one more thing. They also all say they will be launching with the new systems. Now, how how does that work out? Because how do they know that the system are going to launch before October? They do already because of the fact they're looking at it and like, okay, so these are releasing then? Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to release, we're going to put this on the, the the stuff. So there's your idea right there. Assassin's Creed 4 has already given it away that these systems will be launching in September or October. And we don't get Assassin's Creed till November. Is it November? By because of the nature of the the date that it's released, October twenty ninth becomes oh. November the first on the Friday. Yeah, sorry. Because apparently, uh, no. But the interesting thing is, I think the last Assassin's Creed came out simultaneously. Yeah, this one is actually coming out by the looks of it traditionally on the Friday for us here and Tuesday for you. Yeah, interesting moves, but we'll see. Because the fact is, we might not be getting the new consoles until next year, due to reason, reasonalization and all that. Yeah. Um, Ducktales, a woohoo! Apparently, that has to be done every time after you say that word. But anyway, it will apparently be featuring the original voice actors. So expect to be hearing a ninety-four-year-old Scrooge McDuck. Secretly, I want him to be nominated for some sort of award because he'd be the oldest winner ever. I don't think anybody older than 94 has been nominated for anything. Oh, no, wait. Hogan's about 450 and he probably was wrestler of a year at one point. Uh, um, a couple of bits from Telltale. They've revealed that they're, the game that they're bringing out I think it's point and click based on the fables uh, comic book is coming out. It's going to be called the wolf among us and will be coming out this summer. And then also if you've been paying attention to their Twitter, they've been posting up this thing about the key party. And in this yeah. bowl has appeared a knife, a weird eye, um, a logo for a certain type of car that a certain character drives. Um, I think, uh, yeah, the Book of the Dead and the Companion Cube. And the whole thing was, oh, what's this going to be announced? Who knows? Thanks to the NeoGAF forums and Xbox Live leaking it early somehow to them, 
<laughs> we now know that it's a sequel to Poker Night at the Inventory. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Which is going to feature Ash from Evil Dead, Claptrap from Borderlands 1, Sam from Sam and Max, and Brock Sampson from the uh, Venture Brothers. And apparently the host of the event is going to be GLaDOS. <laughs> and apparently when p- players get eliminated from get the game, the turret guns turn up and kill them. Nice. Possibly. There's only like stills of it and everything, but you'll probably get video. Whether it's going to be instantaneous release, just as a surprise, who knows? Then again, there's going to be quite a lot of stuff you'll hear on April the 1st, and you'll go, seriously? By the looks of it, that one isn't, because it seems to actually exist in some shape or form. Those of you who are watching the finale of Walking Dead this Sunday, keep an eye out on the adverts. There will be a new advert for The Last of Us appearing in it which hasn't been aired before. Might be showing some new footage, possibly. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Those of you that want the complete retro GTA experience will finally get it on PSN next week, as it's finally been confirmed that both Vice City Stories and Liberty City Stories will be going to PlayStation Network. So I think that means they've got everything now. Because Vice City got pulled for a bit. No, Vice City got pulled from everywhere else and then got re-released without the Michael Jackson track, which apparently uh-huh. was causing a load of trouble. Um, some GameStop news, actually. They've been admitting that the Wii U sales have been low, which they feel was due to the fact that there hasn't been a lot of marketing for the thing. And also, there aren't that many good, unique games for it. And you know what? I have to agree with them. Uh, speaking of Wii U, for people in Europe who want Darksiders 2 on their Wii U, you've got to get it before Sunday because it's going to be deleted off because the, it, as it exists, it's a THQ game. And obviously, THQ don't exist no more. So whether it will be re-upped as uh, whoever buys the franchise game, I don't know. Speaking of that, there have been Um, rumors circulating that... uh, Sean, you've got it, I think. No, I I got one story before you jump into that. Uh, About the Wii U thing, uh, they're going to be really screwed over here soon because of the fact that apparently uh, two engines, two massive engines will not be able to run on the Wii U and they won't be running them. They won't even try. Uh, Apparently Unreal Engine 4 will not run on the Wii U. And there's another it's too powerful. Engine. Right. It's too powerful for that. Uh, the pictures alone coming from Unreal Engine 4 make me question reality. The graphics that I've seen, I haven't watched the video yet. I it's want to watch it. gone wrong. <laughs> it's really <laughs> crazy. Um, and I feel bad for the Wii U guys. I'm glad I did not buy one. Uh, I'll probably will buy one, but not until they got some great games out. But now the fact that HMV is trying to sell them off and just get rid of them—the story that we ran last week—makes more and more sense every time you hear about all these bits of news. Yeah. So 
uh, kind of sucks. But oh well. But yeah, the little bit of news is apparently Vigil Games, the developers of the Darksiders series, could be approached by Crytek, who is of course now run by one of the original co-founders of Vigil Games. Oh crap, I think I just screwed up. Which is a bit of an irony. Okay, wow. why did you screw up? I found a page that said, here's what I want from Bioshock Infinite's DLC. There's a there's a mark that says, these are spoilers, so stop reading now if you don't want anything ruined for you. And of course he read it. <laughs> I he scrolled kept, down. He completely ignored the bit where it said, spoilers. Dude, this is our, Sense the irony here, people. The guy that normally dishes out quite a lot of the spoilers on here on the open book spoiler show, because I don't have the ability to play these games yet, because I can't win competitions to get me actually a proper console. Yes, I admitted it there. Proper console. Even though I'm having way too much fun on Wheel of Katamari. Just saying. Um, has just real. spoiled himself. I, I'm, I'm closing this page. I'm hoping that's not real. <laughs> I'm hoping it was a fake image that the guy posted. If it isn't, then I'm gonna be ticked. I cannot believe I just did that. Well, expect to be expect. Actually, here's something that I'm gonna spoil for everyone. Uh, Batman: Arkham Origins looks to be the new game from Rocksteady, and it's going to be next gen only. So I'm sensing launch title, considering it's supposed to be coming out possibly October, November-ish. If not launch title, launch window. You know, that phrase that the Wii U used so much. That these games are coming out on launch. But these are co- these brilliant games coming out launch window. How many of the games actually came out on that launch window that were said to be? One. Out of about 15. Well done, Wii. Now, I guess the next ones are all big ones that we want to talk about. So, I guess this is the communal part of the stories from myself and Sean, of sorts. And we'll start off with GDC. And two big rumors that have popped up today. The first is apparently there is murmurings of something to do with Shenmue 3, which was a brilliant game on the Dreamcast. And did it get a port to the original Xbox? can't remember. Shinmui? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. But people have been wanting a sequel, and it's never happened. And all of a sudden today, all the forums of like gaming websites have suddenly blurted up about it, but I've not seen any proper story about it. However, the next rumor, I've seen a lot of stuff about and everybody wildly speculating apparently last night Valve had a secret behind (laughs) closed doors event what happened in that event we don't properly know although thanks to a conversation between the Battlefield 3 head developer and Notch of Minecraft fame we may possibly have found out um, the tweets actually went like this. I'll, I'll actually read the tweets out to you guys. Um, David Goldfarb, who is uh, the Battlefield 3 lead designer, um, basically said, Saw Valve today, they have very nice things. Marcus Person, Notch, said, 
Half-Life 3 confirmed? David replied, my silence must be interpreted as silence. Have a great time at your party, man. Notch, reply to this tweet if Half-Life 3 is confirmed. David, I will show my answer with some interpretive dance. Look closely. He replied to the tweet. Apparently, not too long after that, one of the marketing people for Interceptor Entertainment tweeted out that he had just got done with a meeting and basically said it basically said this just got out of a meeting with Valve that was single handedly worth the trip out here. You guys are going to love me for this. Hashtag soon, hashtag GDC. So, I mean, what, uh, what's going to happen? Well, the, the rumors that I've been speculating is it was either Half-Life 3 <sighs> or, it was Steam, or it was Half-Life 2 Episode 3 Don't tease or, me. It was, or it was Steambox or, or it's Steambox that's actually going to have Half-Life 2 Episode 3 or Half-Life 3 preloaded on it for nothing. Or, there's one more. Team Fortress and 3. No. Portal 3. Yes. Oh! Um, a buddy of mine sent me a text a few minutes ago, and after I sent him a text saying, hey, Half-Life 3 could be a possibility, he sent me a text back saying, so what's this email I got about Portal 3 then? What? So that's interesting. Left for Dead 3? Oh. Basically, it's something involving a 3. <laughs> If Valve In can some count shape three. or form. If Valve can count the three. We all know Valve can't uh, can count the two. We all know that. <sighs> Gabe, don't do this to me. Do not do this to me. <sighs> oh my. What's the other stories you got, Ashley? As Sean hyperventilates in the corner. Um, this is one you had a bit more info on as well. News that broke out from PAX East last week, pretty much over the Saturday and Sunday. XCOM, the fully-fledged, brilliant RTS for FPS kind of mixed game, apparently is going to be coming to iOS. So for Apple, iPod, iPad, iPhone, whatever. But the intriguing thing is, it's apparently going to be the full game of, of sorts. It is. Uh, basically, it's a full uh, port over. They're changing pretty much nothing. Uh, the game will be controlled the same way with you basically leading your entire force as it goes. Uh, pretty much from what they've said, that nothing will be changed except for that it may be a little expensive. Um, unfortunately, they said it may end up being $10, maybe 15 possibly. Uh, but for a game of this magnitude, it's worth it. Um, it's funny that we're actually talking about this as I... Well, you know, we'll talk about it in, in a few minutes. We'll, we'll talk about that at the end of this segment. Um, it's It's looking good. If they are really going to do a full port over... And I can get myself a iOS capable device, such as a oh, interesting, uh, as a iPad or something like that. I will buy the game. 
I'm looking forward to it. I kind of want to do it. iPad Mini version no. 744. They're still expensive as crap, too. No. Okay. <laughs> um, now, this one, I know what's coming from Shaw. It's time to talk Square Enix. Yes, it is. Because um, we're going to leave the big, t- the big two reveals of the week till last. But, yeah, Square Enix has gone through a bit of a problem this week, apparently, as they're going to be completely restructuring the company, posted a pretty big loss for the last 12 months, and the president, Yoichi Wada, has resigned, apparently due to the fact that sales targets were all below expectations. Now, take that, take that, take that phrase, Sales targets were sales targets. If I can say it properly, were below expectations. We find out this week the Tomb Raider sold 3.4 million copies, and I think is the biggest selling Tomb Raider in its it first is. week or first month ever, and that was below target. All I'm going to say. Sure? I do have a problem with this, and it's the fact that 3.4 million is not good enough for a game. Then Square Enix, as a company, needs to fold. Period. If there's <laughs> so much in the red that Square Enix selling, uh, excuse me, Tomb Raider selling 3.4, becoming the highest selling Tomb Raider game of all time, is a game that will not help them at all go back into the black. I mean, they said Sleeping Dogs sold horribly. Sold at least 1.1 million, if I remember correctly. Um, Which what other on games? paper, if you look back to when it was True Crime Hong Kong, I don't think that would have sold 1.1 million. No, Sleeping Dogs was one of great one of the best sleeper hits of last year. Um, they had something else on the list, and I can't remember what it is. Hitman. Hitman. Yes, seriously, that sold. Um, so I think. Um, do you have the list in front of you? How much it sold? I think it was a million. It At sold. Least. It was over a million. It was, and a half. It was over a million. I know that for a fact. Um, I'm going to see if I can find this list right quick because Square Enix has screwed up uh, in its own right. If they are basically, is this got the list on it? No. Just it because Final Fantasy didn't work out for you doesn't mean it's the end of the fucking world. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I got Have the a list. piece of candy. <sighs> really? Again with that. You know, when we do, when I do the new intros, I'm adding that into the intro, just to let you know. <laughs> um, here's what it looks like. Sleeping Dogs, 81 Met- Metascore, sold approximately 1.75 million. Hitman Absolution, uh, Metascore of 80, approximately 3.6 million. Tomb Raider, Metascore of 86, approximately... 3.4 millions, not including downloads. Now, let's take a step back and look at this for a second. Every single game is above the million mark. And this is average. Uh, the meta scores were the average for the Xbox 360, the PS3, and the PC versions. All of these millions are not counting the downloads, which are probably going to make it 
which is probably going to put Tomb Raider over 4 million, which is probably going to put Hitman Absolution over 4 million, which is probably going to put Sleeping Dogs over 2 million. These are three of the best games that Square Enix has put out in years. I don't care that they want Final Fantasy to be the greatest game ever created. You're not going to get it because Final Fantasy has become pretty much a crap game. Okay, I'm actually just looking through the whole list from the start of April last year, let's say. So Risen 2, yeah, that was rubbish. Deus Ex, although Deus Ex was, that's for the Mac. Quantum Conundrum, that was from, uh, Final Fantasy 7 came out for Windows, that would have sold anyway. Sleeping Dogs, Black Ops 2, what? Or is that Square Enix? What are you looking at? I'm looking at list of Square Enix video games on Wiki, and apparently... Oh, there's your problem right there. You're going to the Wiki page for Square Enix. Yeah. What? Unless it's, like, for only certain regions. No, I don't... I don't think Square Enix the had Activision their... game whose... Ja- the Japanese versions were published by Square Enix. That's why. Oh. Eh. Apparently Activision doesn't have enough stroke in Japan or something. I don't know. But yeah, Hitman, Tomb Raider, uh, and looking to what they've got coming up, they've got Final Fantasy XIV, the reboot. Yes, okay, Final Fantasy XIV didn't do that well. You've got, the Lightning, you've got the Lightning Returns Final Fantasy XIII, Final Fantasy X and XII, which looks a really good package, considering that was the last real good Final Fantasy. Apparently you've got another Dragon Guard. You got Murdered Soul Suspect, which looked intriguing. The new and thief. a new and a new thief. The new thief will probably do pretty well. Um, I will say that the new thief will sell well. The Final Fantasy X, the Final Fantasy X, and Final Fantasy X two will do do well as it's coming back out. Um, Square Enix as a company just needs to wake up and wonder what's going on with them. I mean, the games. I'm looking at the games right now. Risen 2, horrible. Uh, Army Corps of Hell, horrible. Final Fantasy 13 2, probably horrible. I didn't play it. I don't care. Um, Dead Island, great game. I don't know why they've... Uh, I don't know. I'm done with Square Enix as a company. I don't care. I just, I just don't care at all because Square Enix are idiots compared to anything else right now. What's our next story? I'm, I'm done with them. Battlefield 4. Uh, no. No, it's not. Uh, my turn. <laughs> We're going to hold that off till the end. I'll um, leave the other two. Okay. Sean, you take your stories. Yes. Um, apparently, Take 2 is possible. Since we talked about XCOM, let's step back for a second and say that Take 2 is possibly reworking the FPS that XCOM... Um, that they had coming out as a new title. Basically, they're going to rechange everything. Apparently, there were new domain names that were registered. The Bureau-Game.com, the Bureau-Game.net, excuse me, and what happened in 62.com. Apparently, I can't... Uh, I was hoping to find out what it actually says. And... Sean was actually trying to find out what happens in 62. I actually clicked on the link. Yes, I did. Um, Cuban Missile Crisis? Uh, 
actually I was looking to see what was going on. Uh, what did happen? I would ask our um, Brazil won the World Cup. Oh, 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 the website said what happened in '62, so I'm trying to think of famous things that happened in 1962. No, I just got a message from somebody. Apparently, uh, they were asking what the uh, what the image was that I posted earlier, which is kind of funny. Um, I'm looking. Yes, there was uh, the the Cuban Missile Crisis, 1962. I really don't know what happened in 1962. Not unless they are turning an XCOM game into a 1962 era. Was was JFK elected that year, or was that 60? Yes. That was JFK. Ah, it was 60. Well, no, JFK was, JFK. was... Unfortunately, our um, producer was not born then. So, too bad. Um... JFK ends blockade on November 20th. When was he assassinated? Was that 64? November 22nd, 1963. The same day that Doctor Who started. Oh my god. <laughs> so the doctor couldn't help him? I mean, what the hell? Don't. That's already been, that's already been pitches a story idea that Stephen Moffat's gone, no. I, I know what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> Really, wrestling. I know what the story is going to be. It's going to be about the birth and life of Marty Jannetty, who was born February third, nineteen sixty-two. God, help Um, I don't know. The game. If they're going to make a good game out of it, great. If not, oh well. I I do say that it's very interesting. Oh, that's what he's asking about. Apparently, the guy who asked me for my pitch, the picture was apparently about the Bioshock Infinite picture. I am not sending him that picture. I don't even want to look at it anymore. <laughs> um, Hideo Kojima... I'll actually talk about this for a minute. Uh, Hideo Kojima actually came out... Did you tell me to stop? No. I'll hold off on it then. Just, the, just his voice for a second was kind of like, no. Okay, that I'll... must have got caught in the ether somewhere or something. Um, I'm not clicking on that one because that's the one I just saw. Uh, I actually didn't have that much. I do know that uh, Total War is having a new game called Arena. And mm-hmm. from what Creative Assembly says, it will not be a MOBA. If you don't know what a MOBA is, MOBA stands for Massively Online Battleground Arena. Uh, a lot of games actually are being made into MOBAs now. Um, League of Legends, uh, Defend of the Ancients 2. You do have the new Infinite Crisis done by DC, which is pretty interesting from the sound Can of it. Can you get a MOBA on your mobile? No. Okay. Especially Apparently, since. also oh, that was nine, that was nineteen sixty. No, but also born in nineteen sixty-two, KG Muto. So yeah, definitely all about the wrestlers. Oh, John Stewart. <sighs> no, no, no. Um. Apparently, there's a lot of information, a lot of questioning about Xbox's silence at GDC. 
And Epix came out and said, you know what? Just wait. Just wait. Because apparently, the video that they did release from... Seriously, why do people keep messaging me? <laughs> apparently, he's not going to spoil it for me. No. Excuse me for a second, guys. I want to send this message to my buddy. Um, Ashley, let's go ahead and jump into your your stories right quick. Yeah. Uh, we'll start off with... As, as that tries to be uh, completely patched over. Uh, Battlefield 4. The trailer reveal came... Yeah, I stayed up till 6 in the morning my time in order to see it. And to be quite honest, I was pretty impressed. I was kind of confused as to what I was watching at first, because all I heard was Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. But then it eventually became clear that your guys, who looked, you know, graphically-wise, fantastic. Clearly it was running next-gen. You could also tell it was on the PC, because it, when it actually got to the gameplay, you were seeing lots of F-button prompts and... Uh, letter prompts for getting in or out of vehicles and doing stuff. But they were trapped in this thing and basically one of the guys seemed to be in trouble handed your character the gun and he was visibly shaking as this upside down vehicle in the middle of the water and he's shooting out the the windshield in order to actually escape. Cut to 20 minutes earlier, roughly, and they're doing some sort of operation. I don't think it's really disclosed, but some very nice work going on there. A lot of very interesting destructive elements. The, the amount of the level of his destruction is kind of up there with, I guess, the destruction you could do in something like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Or the blast, uh, the blasting that you could get in Metal Gear Solid 4. It was that detailed. But it eventually got to a bit where they came under attack on a rooftop. And your character has to cut off the leg of your fellow soldier. With a big knife. And you don't, you, you kind of actually do see it when. It, it's kind of similar to the whole what happens at the end of Metal Gear Solid 3. It, you have to do the action whether you want to or not. <laughs> Probably mainly because you've got a time limit. But, uh, yeah, it gets to that and then it cuts basically to the end and you just hear these mysterious voices saying they got the information, but it was what we already knew. One of the guys died out there. Casualties were going to happen. Let's get to Shanghai. Which was already rumoured that it was actually going to be in Shanghai. But uh, reports saying it's going to be out fall 2013. Kind of like Watch Dogs and all these other next-gen things. But they've also said it won't be for Wii U. It will be, though, for PS4, definitely. And whatever Xbox probably is. And apparently the beta will be not only for people that got Medal of, Medal of Honor Warfighter, as was promised on the box, but also people that have got the premium edition of Battlefield 3. Oh, yeah. 
So that actually is a pretty good deal there for people that want to get early access to the beta. Speaking of early access to the beta, just news for short really here. Apparently the closed beta for Company of Heroes 2 is starting next week. Yep. Heard about that already. Um, by the way, I got two quick stories for... Uh for this whole thing, uh, for Hideo Kojima. Um, if you did not notice, if you did watch the trailer for Metal Gear Solid 5, you would you heard a new voice come from Solid Snake, apparently. Uh, uh, Hideo What? Yeah, this is the one that's really pissed off the internet. <laughs> um, David Hayter was apparently not even asked to be in Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, Jeff Keighley was apparently talking to Hideo Kojima, and he said, he, Kojima said basically this, we're trying to accomplish is to recreate the Metal Gear series. It's a new type of Metal Gear game, and we wanted to have this reflected in the voice actor as well. When Keighley asked about who would be doing the main character's voice, Kojima was particularly silent. So... Kind of interesting that they didn't go with David Hayter, but apparently there's a huge petition that has started for <laughs> Hayter to get the actor and screenwriter in Metal Gear Solid Five. Well, if you look at the way it was all worded, they said, "Remember," and this is something that got addressed as well eventually when it was really made unclear by Kojima and the translators at the actual event. But Ground Zeroes is a separate game to Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. Together, it kind of makes the Metal Gear Solid V saga. But Ground Zeroes were released separately, possibly for current gen, and Metal Gear Solid V, Phantom Pain will only be for next gen. That's something that I've heard, whether that's true, but they're definitely going to be two separate games. But what I'm thinking is that the trailer hints that there's been a nine-year coma. Yeah. Which, in that time, who knows what could happen in your brain. So what I'm thinking is, Hayton might have done the voice for Ground Zeroes. But in the fact that he's had his coma, Big Boss is going to sound nothing like Solid Snake anymore. He's going to sound like somebody else because of this prolonged coma that he's had. I think Hater knows a little bit more than he's letting on to be, that he believes. I, I, just love, I love the response. It was like, well, now, at least I had a good run. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, he knows a little bit more. So it, it'll be interesting. Um, one more story for me for this entire thing. Apparently, Hideo Kojima had a conversation with uh, Kaylee, uh, Jeff Keighley again. Who knew? Uh, this, huh? Who knew? Wakim, Wakim Mogren or whatever, giving him all these details. Um. I'm going to read this whole because this is very short. When a mysterious new title known as Phantom Pain was revealed at VGAs, the internet immediately suspected of being Metal Gear Solid 5. Despite the secret getting out immediately, Hideo Kojima continued with the stunt. 
game trailer's Jeff Keighley interviewed a bandaged man named Joachim Ogren, supposedly the lead designer at Moby, Moby Dick Studios. As we now know, neither Mulgram or Moby Dick exist. In a new 18-minute interview, Kojima has explained the process entirely. And apparently it's uh, there's a link to the website that it's at. Go take a look if you want to hear more about it. It's a little inter- It sounds interesting. Um, I more so want to know, I don't know if they explained it or not, who was um, who was Joker Mulgren. I want to know that. That's all I care about. Who, who was the was. fake? Who was the fake Mogren in that interview? Yeah, so apparently all of, all a lot of, of apparently a lot of people are saying that it might have been Kojima and somebody else voiced them. Um, apparently it was the the guy we talked about last week who did the whole uh, um. Because actually, if you look at Kojima's mask that he had on on Wednesday, it actually it was Kojima's mouth, but there was like what looked to be um, rubber, like eyes and a nose. So it's possible. I mean, we we don't know. We don't know anything. Um, we'll we'll probably find out more later. And that's another thing that I I completely forgot about. From the sounds of it, the bandaged guy in the trailer, well, no, in the gameplay that we got shown properly this time, this is the same, basically, gameplay that you saw in the trailer back at the VGAs last year. The bandaged man, I think, was voiced by Kiefer Sutherland. So now I'm just worried that Kojima thinks he's Call of Duty and is trying to get big-name stars. Or doesn't matter because apparently actors want to join him. You never know. Um, that's interesting. Uh, apparently, Keith or, Keith or Sutherland, Keither, uh, Kiefer is not even listed in anything that has to do with Metal Gear. And apparently, the entire forum sport for him has exploded. Let's see if anybody definitely sounds like it. The gameplay vid is a lot more dialogue. Apparently, everyone is freaking out that it was possibly Kiefer Sutherland. What the hell? Kiefer Sutherland. Um, Apparently, nobody knows. Basically, yeah, I'm just looking again at Wiki here, but I think this is from one of the press releases that's come out. The the actual Phantom Pain game will follow from Ground Zeroes after the nine-year coma and will follow Big Boss and Mc, Master Miller, McDonnell Miller, after the dem- demise of the Militaires on Frontiers, forming the Diamond Dogs. Nice Bowie reference there, Kojima. A brand new splinter faction for the express purpose of investigating a mysterious organization known only as the XOF. Because there was that thing in the trailer, which there always is with Kojima trailers. It's Fox versus XOF. And it's like, what does that mean? And then right at the end, it was like, V hasn't happened yet or something. Yeah. That whole ending part was very confusing to me a little bit. But the best part was seeing uh, 
who was a big boss, get on the get on the motorcycle and rev it up, and I'm kind of like, we might have found the reason why Psycho Mantis is so crazy. He's ginger. Oh my lord, really? Yeah, it, it, it wasn't kind of shown in the trailer because he was too much in fire, but during the stuff, they actually showed artwork, like with hair textures, like adding certain lighting makes it shimmer as if it was real compared to real, but just not as shimmery. And this person had a gas mask on and looked small and had red hair. By the way, I think I just figured something out. Remember last week when we were talking about uh, them rebooting the entire Escape series? Escape mm-hmm. from? I think we figured out who Snake Plissken is. It's Big Boss. I mean, we just we saw it at the end of the trailer. He's sitting right there on... he got an eye patch, a cigar in his mouth. He's on a motorcycle. Hideo Kojima is doing the movie. He has created Big Boss for Snake Plissken. It's going to happen. Just because Snake calls himself Iroquois Plissken in Bloody Metal Gear Solid 2. And we know Snake was chosen because he was inspired by that character. Doesn't mean that he's going to, uh, you know. Oh. (laughs) What is our next Does that mean because he did Zone of the Enders, he's going to do Gundam? He owns every single Gundam thing ever. Transformers. Transformers 5 brought to you by Hideo Kojima. By the way, it's not Gundam. It's Gundam. Just Gundam. Gundam, Gundam. Not Gun the same ho. thing. What's Gun- our next story, Ashley? Like my baby O. Blah, blah, blah. What's our next story? We need to get through this one. That's it. We talked about Phantom Pain and everything. We talked no, about Battlefield 4. Did we? Yeah, you were away trying to sort out whatever was going on with... Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. What did you think of the gameplay footage? I haven't seen the 17-minute gameplay. I, I My whole plan was oh. to sit down today and watch it, but I'm more so waiting on multiplayer footage. I want to see some multiplayer footage. Well, I the multiplayer footage will be coming at E3 or when you play the beta in two months' time. Yeah. I'm hoping that we do have some sea combat. We have some straight-up sea combat that will basically be gunboats going against each other with helicopters flying across the sky and jets. That's what I'm hoping. But it probably won't happen. So, um, I the, the, trailer, the, the, the trailer itself that came out, the Basically, the just plain trailer. It looked good. Uh, if it was all for single player, it looked very good. Uh, I did pre-order it this week. I went ahead and just pre-ordered it. So I got a pair of dog tags. So it was very interesting. Um, so I'm I'm gonna get the game. I'm gonna play it. It looks interesting. <clears throat> uh, right. Briefly, sure you like, ready for you for you baptize? Shut up. Um, we're going to briefly talk about Bioshock Infinite because I don't want to talk about it too much because I have not finished the flipping game. Um, I was hoping to finish it before tonight's show so I can give a full review and basically tell you how much of a jaw dropper the ending is, but I can't. So basically I'm going to say this. 
the game is one of the best games I've played so far this year. Uh, it is front runner for game of the year in my opinion, unless Watch Dogs or Grand Theft Auto pretty much destroys it when they come out, which is a possibility. Both games look amazing. Um, there's a lot of racism in this game. It's from 1910, so there's a lot of racism in 1910, but... There's a lot of hidden kind of... Clearly, the people know something about you, because I think we can talk about this because it happens pretty like early on. Like Some people may have seen the, the intro as to how you get to Columbia, but then... There is this weird scene which looks like it's been pulled out of like a Stanley Kubrick movie of which there's this whole pe- crowd in white cloaks standing around and then this priest looking guy that's by the looks of it baptizing you and then he says something he says one line like it feels like you've got some sin inside you No it feels like you haven't been cleaned enough that's Basically it. Feels like you haven't been cleaned enough. So, mm. and he does it again and ends up pretty much drowning you to a certain point. You pass out um, in the pool and end up on the other side. Uh, to Mac and Chat, um, I know it's a jaw dropper because everybody's telling me my jaw will be on the floor. And at least an hour after the credits have finished rolling, my jaw will still be on the floor. I've said a few things that. I made a joke to somebody saying I knew what the ending was, and I said it, and they basically looked at me and was like, they haven't finished the game either. So I looked at them and said this ending, and they basically told me that if I uh, if I was right, they were going to kick me. They were going to mutilate my uh, my balls, <laughs> my scrotum area. So it became a very interesting conversation the rest of the day at work. Um, the game is beautiful. I, I Let me straight out come out and say this. I spent $200 on this game, almost over $200. I bought the Songbird Edition, which comes with the statue. I bought the uh, limited edition strategy guide that comes with uh, the free card for the board game that's coming out later on um, this year. And they bought the season pass. Now, that's all for the PC, uh, for the console version, excuse me. I also pre-ordered the PC edition um, from Steam which ended up giving me a free copy of Bioshock 1, a free copy of XCOM Enemy Unknown, which I already have, which we'll talk about the what I'm going to do with that in a second. And I also got a bunch of stuff for um, interesting. I'll have, to, I'll have to play the game first, Mac. Um, reading chat, by the way. Sorry, guys. Uh, I also got a bunch of stuff for Team Fortress 2. Uh, I played the game for about an hour and a half after it had launched on PC the night of. Uh, Tuesday night, I was up till 1.45 in the morning playing the game. So, believe me. <sighs> really? Uh, no, it's just... No, no, not you, not you. Anthony just posted a picture. I can't believe he just posted that on my wall. I should really smack him for that. For that. <laughs> Apparently, he I, just, just. Go ahead. I've just looked at the. Okay, it's wiki, but I've just seen Bioshock Infinite and. Wow. 
Don't now I can even... see why everybody is saying what a brilliant story it is. Well, there's a lot of stuff in it that that hints at what the ending could be. And I sat there today and looked at it and was like, if this is the ending, if this is what it's going to be, I am furious. Um, if anything from what I've seen, story-wise, it is the strongest out of the three games so far. By far. I'll finish it. i got to figure out... Finish okay. it for next week's show. As okay, no, like- hold on. Uh, Max asks, asking for my theory. Um, I, have, I have a few theories. I don't want to hear if it's right or wrong. Okay. Because I really don't want to be spoiled. This is the one game I don't want to be spoiled on. And if anybody does spoil me, I will pretty much probably quit, <laughs> quit the radio. I will quit the show immediately and leave. Um, that's probably why we won't be taking phone calls tonight. <laughs> um, I'm closing out chat, Ashley, so I'm going to ask you a favor. Please, if anybody spoils it in chat for me, let me know. Okay? I'm straight up asking this. Um, basically, one of my theories is that one of my, my theories that I told the guy I work with was that Rapture, or excuse me, Columbia actually falls out of the sky due to the damage it incurs from the entire battle between the Vox Populi and the Founders and actually falls to the ocean and becomes Rapture. And uh, Booker DeWitt changes his name to Andrew Ryan. And says that he created Rapture. That's one theory. The second theory came after a moment in the game today, and apparently, I'm, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with this theory for the moment. That Booker DeWitt is the first Big Daddy, and that Elizabeth is the first little sister. That's after a moment in the game today. That's the two theories I'm going on right now. Um, I'm hoping neither are true. I hopefully hope the whole Rapture, Columbia Rapture thing is not true. I really hope that's not true. Um, but a lot of people are saying they are jaw-dropping endings, and I'm looking forward to the ending. I'm I'm probably going to end up playing a little bit tonight. i got to figure out where I am in the game so I can see how much longer I have. Can I come back and chat? Um, basic Max said it's too complicated to type up and Shifty went, I haven't even played it so I'm not spoiling so okay. you're okay. One thing I will say though, which isn't related to any of that, voice talent wise, we have to give a lot of credit to both Troy Baker as Booker and uh, Courtney Draper as Elizabeth. Yes, definitely. One of the coolest things is they actually sing in the game. Um, completely caught me off guard. Uh, there was... What was I looking at? Wow, I'm actually looking at what Troy Baker has done. Troy Baker's done a lot. He has. Yeah. Troy Baker has become basically Nolan North of this generation. <laughs> That is, I mean, Two Face and Robin in Arkham City, mm-hmm. uh, Vincent from Catherine, mm-hmm. Abaddon from Darksiders One, and Draven from Darksiders Two, Snow Villiers in Final Fantasy Thirteen, and all its you know spin-offs, Thirty K in Grocery Gone Future Soldier, 
Orcos in God of War Ascension. Batman in the Lego Batman game. Um, Kai Lang in Mass Effect 3. Ryu Hayabusa in Ninja Gaiden 3. Uh, Jake Muller in Resi 6. The, the male, the boss, male voice one for Saints Row the Third. James Sunderland for the HD collection of Silent Hill 2. Joel in The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the new Nolan North. Um, it's interesting. I that was a that was an article I read earlier today. Uh, I can't seem to find that article again. They actually uh, a couple of people actually look at the. Um, I was hoping to find it again. The soundtrack, and apparently there's a few secret covers that are actually in the game. And I heard one today. Um, there is actually. Wow, really? You hear girls just want to have fun. Oh, yeah. Is actually in the game, and it caught me off guard when I heard that. I was kind of like, I'm hearing something. How is this actually being played? And then I go up to where a basically a rip in the, a rip has been formed, and you hear it coming out of the rip, and it actually closes up. So that was pretty cool. So, I mean, the game is one of the greatest games this year so far. Um, next week, we'll probably end up using uh, some of the songs from the game. I want to find the full version of the song that uh, Booker DeWitt and Elizabeth actually sing in the game. And I want to use it as a full song for one of our commercial breaks. Uh, so we'll have to see. Uh, this is a game that is that has to be played. Uh, that's going to be my mini review for right now. Next week, we'll definitely talk more. Next week is a very big show. I will say that. Um, I don't know what you found the YouTube video version of, but if you send it to me and has anything with a spoiler in it, I will smash you in the face, Mac. I am so sorry to say that, but I will smash you in the face harder than you've ever been hit. Um, and you're in Tennessee, too. You're right next door. So, so for everyone's own safety, if you're listening to this on podcast or archive, basically do not approach Sean until he's finished playing the game. Do not spoil the game for me. Oh, it's the um, song. It's the song. Okay, the song's fine. Um, and K- Kentucky's just just as close. It's just right. Just go up and left. Okay, <laughs> I know where Kentucky is. Don't worry on that. Um, just go up and left. So. Um, this is one of those moments where this game is going to make me go crazy if I do not get the chance to finish it and somebody does not spoil it for me. So we'll have to, next week we'll, I'll come to Philly, Brass. I'll come to Philly. I got no problems on that. (laughs) I'm not afraid anymore. Um, so next week we'll talk more. I won't spoil it for you guys. I will not. This will be the one game I will not spoil on the show itself. I will possibly wait until after we come back from our break uh, in two weeks. So we'll have to see. Um, So let's take our last break of the night. Let's come back and we'll talk a little entertainment. And I'll let you guys know what's going on with this contest that we are doing on the radio network. So we'll be right back. 
Notice this, but everything's been getting worse every second. If we don't do something, we're all gonna be dead. Does that sound fine? Rated R. Are you a TNA Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a show that talks about TNA wrestling? Then tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on the SNS Radio Network with the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella, as he reviews the latest episode of Impact Wrestling and takes your phone calls to get your thoughts on the state of TNA wrestling. Are you ready to cross that line? on the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I watch, I, okay, I, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlockSandlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent Scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Rima Fakis. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes, right here on the SNS Radio Network. Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. 
Welcome back, guys. Um, I didn't get the, the the cue from my producer. I apologize. Hashtag tree rape. <laughs> I was like, he's, he's like, we've played this before. I'm like, <laughs> okay. No go. He's oh. like, okay, am I supposed to go? There's silence. Okay. Uh, that was the uh, Evil Dead. We I think we have played it before. I think it was when they announced the Evil Dead. Um, remake. I think we played it. Um, I will. I hope y'all enjoyed the commercial for the Evil Dead movie. Don't skip it in the beginning of the commercial rounds. Uh, I kind of saw that and I was like, I want to use it just for the audio alone. And Brass, I was like, you know, what? we can use it. I was like, sweet. So yeah, definitely cool to get to use that, especially for the fact that I believe that movie comes out this week. In theaters, I will not be seeing it in theaters because I will scream like a little girl and cry and probably run out of the room. Um, I am not kidding. I still can't sit through an entire watching of the first Evil Dead. Uh, it is an amazing film, but I cannot sit through Hashtag one show. Tree right. Yeah. I, I'm God, still... I said what not to trend on Twitter next week. No, no, no. Um. It probably will, though. It probably will. Um, this is the third segment of the show. We are going to cover a little bit of entertainment news. I've got a little bit to talk if about. If Bieber's hamster's dying can trend. Sorry. It's just... If you cut me off with anything with Justin Bieber again, I will fly over to England and beat you to death with a hamster. Okay, then. Now I've got a choice of whether being beaten up by you with a hamster or Bronx by a cat. No, a baby. That's it. No, was it a cat? Or No, puppy dog. That's the one. Hello, sure. Peter. I, fuck Peter. I don't give a shit. Um, I, you, you got a problem, Peter? Come on. I'm sure that suing me is going to do a lot for you. I don't care. Um, this third segment, entertainment segment, so I can finally get through that entire sentence without being interrupted. Uh, so let's jump into this. we got a few stories. I've got something. I'm waiting for Brassley to finish whatever he's typing. <sighs> really? <laughs> okay, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with the show. Um, Ashley, what do you have for entertainment news? Let's piss off Peter even more and start talking about turtles. Um, Ninja Turtles, actually, to be in fact. This week, they have announced that 
The, well, the four turtles roles have been apparently cast. Earlier last week, we found out that Alan Richson, who is going to be playing Gloss, I believe his name is, in Hunger Games Catching Fire, will be playing Raphael. But they've now also announced the other three later on uh, this past week. But it seems to be relatively unknown people. Uh, you've got Pete Plodzak, who is largely a newcomer, save for guest roles in Parks and Recreation and the US version of Shameless, who will be playing Leonardo. Jeremy Howard, who's been in films such as Lady in the Water and Catch Me If You Can and Galaxy Quest, will be Donatello. And then Noel Fisher, who's been in Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn Part 2, and in Battle Los Angeles, which was directed by the same director as Ninja Turtles, Jonathan uh, Liebesman. He will be playing uh, Michelangelo. And they'll obviously be alongside Megan Fox as April O'Neil, which will be shooting next month, heading for a May 2014 release, which nobody will give a crap about, because that'll be when Captain America... No, Captain America's coming out the month before. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sorry, I got distracted, because for the past two... Well, this May and last May has all been about Avengers and Iron Man. Iron Iron Man Next year's April. Oh, it comes out, yeah, you're right. We get it a week before you, like Star Trek, but anyway. Eh. Don't ask me how we got that. Eh. Uh, speaking of sequels, though, um, there will be apparently no Judge Dredd sequel, which I'm really annoyed about, because... That's I, bullshit. If you're talking about sleeper hits in gaming, like Sleeping Dogs, Dredd was a sleeper hit for me. Yeah, it I wasn't was, expecting it was a, a lot, movie. and wow. It was impressive. They have said, though, that there could be some sort of short movie. Or Which short I don't care. Thing provided. I don't care. I want a full movie. I want to see them go out and do a full movie. Give me something. Give me something with him getting banned. Getting sent out of the city. Give me something. I want something big. I don't care. Just give it to me and... Everybody's judging the film based off the Sylvester Stallone uh, movie that came out years ago. Don't. Go see the new one. It's bloody. It's good. Um, Carl Urban does a great job. I'm a huge fan of Carl Urban, and I'm glad that he did it. But I'm just – I'm tired of them judging it off by one and basically, oh, really? Don't care. Um, I'm just tired of that crap. Uh, speaking of Marvel movies as well, though, uh, George St. Pierre, UFC talent, is apparently joining Captain America 2 as Batrock the Leaper, which will be, I, b- I believe, is going to be filming pretty early, well, in the next couple of weeks. So it's interesting to see GSP in a role there. Considering he's Canadian as well, and he's in a Captain America film, that seems a bit... But anyway. Wait, uh, hold on. Hold on. GSP is doing a... Wait, didn't GSP just get in a lot of trouble for something? I can't remember if it's him or not. 
I'll have to go back and rewatch. Um, go ahead, can, continue, please. Um, remember, we talked about the Veronica Mars Kickstarter and how it broke its goal in less than twenty-four hours a couple of weeks back. Well, <clears throat> we now have an update on it. Uh, with two weeks to go out of its two million pound, two million dollar target, sorry, it has now raised four point three million dollars. And pretty much every single one of the top rewards from about the $500 level to $10,000 have all gone. Which comprised of like starring roles and walk-on roles and your name mentioned or something that you want mentioned, mentioned. If I had the money, I would have invested and just got them to randomly mention whole indie show or open book. Okay, um, I was right. GSP did just kind of cause a little bit of controversy himself. Oh, yeah. uh, with the Rising Sun, um, he actually wore Hayabusa gi that had the Rising Sun on it, and a um, a Japanese MMA fighter who was apparently coming out, uh, did coming up, pretty much uh, did say, hey, I, I, I need you to take that off. Uh, he basically wrote a, no- a letter to GSP saying, I... I I like the fact you're wearing it, but it represents a dark history, a uh, dark time for Japan. So I'd like for you to take that off. And apparently Hayabusa, who was the uh, who did provide the gi for GSP, has come out with an apology also. So it's very interesting. Um, it was Chen Sung Jung, who's a UFC fighter who's just coming up. Uh, so, I mean, it's... That was a pretty big, uh, pretty big thing. I know that a lot of people are more interested in the Nick, the Nate D- Nick Diaz thing. I think it was. Don't care. Oh well. Don't really care. Uh, also, since I'm on a sports tangent, right quick. Uh, sorry, Ashley. Uh, Florida sports. Gulf. Florida Gulf Coast University has lost their first game in the NCAA tournament. The number 15 seed lost to Florida, 50 to 62. So, unfortunately, Florida Gulf Coast will not be the first team to enter the Elite Eight. But they are the first team ever, 15 seed, to enter the Sweet 16, which I'm very happy to hear, very happy to see. Um, And I'm very happy to see that my team, Duke, did go on to the next round for the Elite Eight. Uh, As far as everybody else, Michigan defeated Kansas in overtime, and Louisville defeated Oregon. So, there you go. Um, China is apparently getting its own version of Iron Man 3. Why are we talking about China again? I really don't want to talk about China. She's, even though she went to Japan, I don't care about China, okay? And I thought my jokes were bad. (sighs) That was horrible. What the hell was that? It was my attempt at doing something like the Joker. It was better than your joke. And yeah, whatever. Keep going. Yeah. The country of China. There you go. Don't make me break up. Don't make me mention the NK word. Oh, let's not even. No, let's not even bring that up. Yes. I'm not. We're not going political on the show. Exactly. I, I will. But China apparently. China, China, the country. Yeah, to clarify. Blah, blah, blah. We'll be getting its own version. China, the country, spelt with an I. <laughs> really? <laughs> we'll be guessing its own version of Iron Man 3 
I believe it's not going to be substantially different, but there's going to be scenes which are more catered to the Chinese audience with uh, Iron Man like celebrating and being in ceremonies with Chinese people. Interesting, one of the scenes will be featuring... I think it's like me, Yim, Ying Ying or something. And the interesting thing is he's he's Blink in Days of Future Past. But yeah, it's... I don't know how, how avid fans will be to get that. Something I also spotted as well, apparently the Avengers Ultimate Box Set, which has got like a light-up Tesseract and a box is uh, coming out, I think, in the next few weeks. I'm not sure. I, all, I only know it's an American exclusive, which is just, oh. Something I've noticed, and since we're on Iron Man 3 real quick, there's something going around, and I don't know what it is, but apparently there's a website giving away or showing the different suits of Iron Man. Um, I don't know where this is, but apparently the newest one that's popped up is uh, the Mark four, uh, 39, which is the suborbital uh, Gemini suit, uh, also known as the Deep Space suit. I don't know where this website is, and I wish I could find it because apparently they've shown off the Hulkbuster suit. They've shown off uh, a lot of the suits that have been uh, shown. But apparently, I think on the Iron Man Facebook page. Is it the Facebook page? Okay. I saw something like that on the Facebook page about the Mark 39 armor. Well, apparently this suit will actually, is possibly going to be used in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So, maybe, possibly, who knows? We'll see. Uh... Fox has apparently won out against Universal to uh, sign up to produce The Secret Service, which is a graphic novel co-written by Mark Miller. The script will be co-written by Matthew Vaughan and Jane Goldman and will be directed by Matthew Vaughan. If any of those names ring a bell, that's pretty much the same, t- that's pretty much the same team that brought you the original Kick-Ass. And they're done it exactly the same way they are uh, funding it themselves, like Kick-Ass was. Mm. And the way it's panning out story-wise, at least from what I'm hearing about uh, Secret Service, it looks like it could be another Kick-Ass. Except this time, hopefully, actually, they get creative control and it still has Matthew Vaughan on as director. And as Shifty says, that is the project that got him off Days of Future Past. Which is kind of a shame, to be honest. But, yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, Something even more intriguing, apparently there's going to be a TV series based off Gangs of New York. For some reason. Uh, Martin School says he will be developing it. Uh, Whether we see anything from it soon... Unlikely, probably, but the concept, certainly, of the origins of New York certainly could be could be explored. Whether you'd be able to do it with Daniel Day-Lewis and Leonardo DiCaprio all the time, probably not. So, it'd be interesting to see whether it's a prequel to everything or it follows on after Ge- Gangs of New York, Gears of New York. God damn it. 
Uh, it's probably because I've got video games on the brain, because another one of the stories is that apparently a new Tomb Raider film is in development with immediate effect. Uh, MGM has signed on to be the distributors. GK Films is going to be uh, producing and everything. That's all we really know. No casting, obviously, revealed yet. But uh, knowing our luck, it will probably be Megan Fox. Dear God, help us. And finally, a nice, actually, little story. Uh, Akira Takarada appeared in the very first Godzilla movie, Godzilla. There you go. In 1954. Yep. Yeah, but it was released over here as Godzilla, wasn't it? No, it was released as Godzilla. The first, yes. Well, possibly in England or UK or whatever, it was possibly released as Godzilla. But in the US, it was released as Gojira. Um, with a subtitle at the bottom that said Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla King of the Monsters or something like that. Yes. Um, but this Akira man played the ship captain Hideto Ogata, which was, he was the captain of the ship which killed Godzilla. Okay, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about In now. the original film. He's apparently also appeared in Mothra. Um, yes. I think a couple of other films. He also appeared in the reboot of Mothra in the 90s and Godzilla Final Wars in 2004, which I think was the last Godzilla to be made by Toho. Yes, it was. Cut to 2013, and he has now been signed on to have some sort of co- acting capacity in the uh, the remake that Gareth Edwards is doing. They haven't revealed who or what he's going to play, but given that it's 60 years on, it probably isn't going to be a 20-year-old person. But I'm very looking forward to that, and it's nice to see that Gareth is acknowledging the history of the series and bringing uh, bringing him in to the project and, and getting involved with it. Because if it does come out 2014, which I believe it's supposed to, it will pretty much mark the 60th anniversary of the franchise. Uh, sorry, I was looking at the... Uh, I just found the pictures... For he was looking at the GI Joe spoilers. No, <laughs> no, I'm looking at the pictures for the uh, Iron Man three stuff, and they've uploaded a lot of pictures. Uh, they've gone through a lot of them apparently. I'm the Mark thirty eight, which is known as the heavy lifting suit, also known as Eagle. I haven't seen that one in a while. I really wish that people would stop posting porn on uh, Facebook. Fetch the bags. Sure, you take the blonde, I'll take the one with the turban. Oh, my Lord. Sorry, I had to do that from Young Frankenstein, because that's a genius line. It was. It was a very good line. Uh, funny picture that uh, somebody just sent me. Uh, it's a keep calm picture. Keep calm. The Mayans were simply counting down to the Hobbit film. Okay. Actually, I'm, I'm just looking. The, the actual guy's name that features in the Chinese pictures is Fan Bingbing. Still, Bing it's Bing. a crazy name, but 
Yeah, his name is Fan Bing Bing. He's playing Blink in Days of Future Past. Interesting. Uh, I got a few stories right quick. And oh, one she is-, is. Wow. <laughs> I got sex wrong. Okay. Um, one of the stories that we had brought up before. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I completely blanked on that. It is a female. I kept thinking of the guy who uh, was laying, saying Gojira, Gojira. Oh, well. Um, there is a Zombieland TV show that will be coming out. Uh, apparently, Amazon is actually doing it. Did you know that? Oh, Wow. Amazon Studios will be making a 13, uh, 13 pilots Amazon Studio will make into a full season production to air on Prime Instant Video. Uh, it's very interesting. Apparently, Zombieland is the seventh comedy pilot added to Amazon's pilot lineup. It will be made available along with the other six comedy pilots and six children pilots for free on Amazon's Instant Video and Love Film UK. Customers are invited to view the pilots and then review them on the site. Customer feedback will then help determine which of the 13 pilots Amazon Studios will make into full season productions to air on Amazon Instant Prime. I am so glad that I have Amazon Prime. I will definitely go watch it to just see what's going on. Um, see who we got here. Apparently, Tallahassee will be played by Kirk Ward from the islands. Uh, Wichita will be played by Mariah Walsh from Desperate Housewives and Switched at Birth. Uh, Columbus will be played by Tyler Ross, which apparently was involved in some kind of film known as Milkshake. Never heard of it. And Little Rock will be played by Isabella Vidovic. Uh, one of the pictures they actually show looks pretty cool. It looks like they're just got done eating something, and they're all looking at something at the same time. I'm kind of curious of this show. I think it could be good. I'm not sure. As long as the, as long as Tallahassee is still all about the Twinkies, I'm fine. That's all I want. Just be all about the, the Twinkies. Um, True Blood Season 6 is to premiere on June 16th, and we'll have 10 episodes. I haven't seen past Season 2. Three episodes of Season 2. Which is kind of funny, because I haven't seen past the third episode of Season 3 of Walking Dead. Interesting. Um, There's a new robot that has been introduced for Pacific Rim, and her name is Gypsy Danger. Is a U.S. All-American Titan, known as Gypsy Danger. This movie is looking better and better uh, with every picture they're releasing. I cannot wait for this to come out. July twelfth. That is the only thing that's holding it back. July twelfth. Give me the flipping film. Um, if you happen to live in Cleveland and you want to be part of a movie. Guess what? You have a chance to be an extra in a Captain America The Winter Soldier. Uh, Paid extras for Cleveland scenes filming April and May 2013. Casting call Friday, April 19th and Saturday, April 20th. 
10 a.m. to 3 p.m., no early lineups, please. Ages 18 and over only. If your children 9 and over are interested in being extras, parents, please bring current casual snapshots. No minors at casting call, please. Apparently, this will be happening at Metro Campus Cuyahoga Community College, building UTC Room 229. If you are in Cleveland and you want to do this, go do it. You're getting paid. If it's anything like the Iron Man 3, paid extras, um, let's say $300 a day was how much they were getting paid. So, yeah. I think one I think one person was involved with it for three weeks. So, I mean, that's money that goes into your pocket pretty much. That's pretty awesome. And Ashley is now booking his plane ticket to come to America for the first time. Oh. Yes. No, I'm saving my money. I'm not going to okay. try and do a Corellia. Go up every two months. And by the way, the uh, the actor you were talking, you're thinking about, uh, was Akira Tak Takarada. I said that name. You did? Okay, I didn't know if you said it. I got, uh, I got the Godzilla one right. The one that's in the apparently appearing in the Chinese Iron Man Three. Okay. Is she is also Blink, and I was getting her confused. Okay, that's she what looks I was, like that. Yeah. I was a little confused from that. I was like, wait, what? Um, have you seen the trailer for Wolverine yet? It looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Uh, which one did you see? I think it was probably the UK one I would have seen, which probably got attached with um, G.I. Joe as it got released over here. Um, I had a chance to watch both the domestic one, which is the U.S. version, and the international version. Both looked really good, so I'll definitely give that up. Um, I'm looking forward to the film, but I'm not going to see it in theaters. So, oh well. Um... I don't think there's anything else we need to talk about, is there? Off the top of my head, I don't think so. Okay. Um, uh, we're not going to take any phone calls. Um, it's one twenty currently, Eastern Standard Time. Um, Shifty, you are completely incorrect there. There was a Silver Samurai glimpse. Um, he happened to be... Uh, in the international one, there was a there was a quick view of him as he was fighting Wolverine. No, you said no. He it was the full suit. There in the UK version, did you see the full suit or did you see the? What did you see? I think it was. I don't think it was the full suit, but it was elements of it, I think. Well, I, whatever one I saw, I saw the, uh, I saw a full suit. It was an international one that I saw from IGN. Uh, it was basically, they were going full force, and then the helmet came off to show the person underneath it. Apparently, L-Train just posted on Twitter, Sensation Sean, if no phone calls tonight, does Ash's story of Batman Arkham Origins Mean there's two Batman games coming out this year. Um, no. Wow. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
I asked because there was a story a few months ago about a Batman game not made by Rocksteady. If somebody, I think Arkham Origins is the final one as part of a trilogy. If it is only going to be a trilogy, following on from Asylum and City, we don't know fully. I mean, we're, we're Origins is you'll the find out more E three. You'll find out more E three in two months. We don't have, we don't want, we don't want to make them wait till for two months. I mean. Well, we can't feed them rubbish knowledge that isn't true. We're not TMZ. Are we? I mean, we have Brass Eye. I mean, oh my god! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't degrade this show any further. It's my show. I'll degrade. It's what I want to be. Um, Degeneration X. Proudly pleased to see you. There you go. Uh, I do want to do this right quick. Uh, as you guys know, we have this contest going on uh, for the open book for the favorite WrestleMania match, the best WrestleMania match, in your opinion. Um, before it was about Dark Knight Rises. Now it's kind of evolved a little bit, um, a little bit bigger than that. Dark Knight Rises returns. No. Well, yeah, it was Dark Knight Returns. I'm sorry. Um. Either way, it's evolved. It's turned into a $25 iTunes whoa, iTunes gift card. Excuse me. I just saw a nice picture. Um, it's also going to include if it's, it's the decision of the person that chooses. Um, they have a choice between three different things. Uh, they have a choice between the iTunes gift card. They have a choice between a Steam copy, a digital copy of... XCOM Enemy Unknown from myself or between getting two Xbox 360 digital games. And that's not one of them. Where's the other one at? Gears of War, the original, and Halo Reach. So... That's pretty cool. I'm actually happy to give give those out either way. Um, <laughs> oh. So, I mean, it's pretty cool that I actually got my hands on all this stuff. So, I am really hoping to see a few more emails in the email box come next week because I will be giving these away next week. Uh, for those who have emailed already, I need you guys to do me a favor and send me an email with which with what you want. Um if you want the iTunes card, send me send me a message saying I want the iTunes card. If you want the other one, send me what you want. Um if I get fifteen people involved in this, I will give away all three to three different people. I will do that. Currently I'm at one, two, three, four, five, six people. I need nine more people. I don't think I'm giving away all three next week. So we'll have to see. I'm looking forward to next week's show either tell way. Tell your friends. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. There you go. They could, oh, win, they could win something. Bring, mentioning that, don't forget to vote for TCG uh, for the WrestleMania uh, trip. I think she's dropped out of the top three, unfortunately. 
she's dropped out of the top five. Apparently, she's about seventh or eighth. There's a lot of people that have really capitalized. I, secret, secretly, I think Lindsay Lohan or whatever has suddenly entered, and she's got like fifty. Somebody's got fifty-nine like million votes, and even she's admitted that it's probably too much. And the fact that she, she, I think she posted on a message thing that. Um, She'd have to pay her way to get there and also a hotel room, which, given how things normally are around events, uh, the hotel rooms go fast. I personally know that for something which I'm not revealing until next week. I have no clue what you just said, but okay. Um, <laughs> I heard something about not talking about next week. Okay. Um which sucks. I think what people are doing are they're going to locations and basically um, different IPs. Yeah, they're going to different computers, basically, pretty much. And if that's the case, that's very bullshit of them to do. So, uh, And I'm glad you could find it, Shifty, and I'm glad I was correct. Um, either way. Uh, it sucks that she won't win. Hopefully, we can get her something. Um, hope, hopefully, JJ will get a picture with CM Punk for her or something. I don't know. Um, if TZG enters our WrestleMania, I think she could get a uh, $25 gift card. She could. I don't I don't think she's listened to the show, unfortunately. Um, which is, yeah, something else. Uh, either way... Next week's show is going to be really cool because it'll actually be give us because after that show we will be taking a two week break on the live set on the live show uh, to to get together and do some different stuff to do some reworking on the intros uh, getting a new commercial made uh, stuff like that so I mean we've got a lot of stuff planned for the next two weeks after next week's show so it's going to be a very very busy couple of weeks. Plus, those of you who do miss us, um, we are planning to probably do a podcast if the so-called Xbox reveal event does happen, as it's rumored to be in mid-April. Which I believe is April 16th, which is actually the second week. Well, actually, it's the third week. Third week of April, so... Which is a good thing because I would actually miss the 19th show anyway. So I guess that's a good thing. We'll have to see what's going on that week. So we will definitely be taking some weeks off here. We'll do a podcast, but that's pretty much it. We may inter even introduce a new intro. Probably not. Um because I plan on doing nothing special for that episode except for the coverage. So that's all I expect to do. Um, I don't have any emails that are not about the contest, except I do have a spam message that's written completely <laughs> in kanji. I have no clue what it says. So do the wow. trash. It actually says spam in the subject line. That's the best part. <laughs> That's from kind of like, okay. Perhaps it's Monty Python fans wanting you to have a free sample. It's in kanji. I can't, I can't read it. So it's deleted. It's gone. Bye. So um, make sure you catch all the live shows on the network. You have, of course, 
Wrestling News Live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. All times are Eastern for me. Uh, you have TNA Chat Live every Thursday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. You have, of course, the open book, which is every every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, you have Sunday Night Showdown, which is live every pay-per-view weekend. What podcast can they check out? Um, you've got Running the Ropes with Crilly and Mav. Um, I think that's still live show. There was a few technical glitches uh, this past week, but don't worry. I think everything's been sorted uh, for next week and future shows. Podcast-wise as well, you've got a special edition of The Hard Way coming as the pre-build to the WrestleMania coverage next week. So looking forward to uh, hearing that next Sunday. I believe it's being taped this coming Monday. No no April Fool's joke there. But... uh, other podcasts, you've got the Elite Force podcast, Midweek with Chuck W, and The Weekend with Walkie and Mindwipe. This weekend's one also featuring JJ. So expect a lot of interesting Star Wars talk. <laughs> uh, also got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman, and myself, Randy Sandro, with The Whole Indie Show, including a special friend for Hornswoggle. <laughs> I've got a quote. I'm looking for one by one of my greatest, my favorite authors of all time. Um, J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm trying to find one that I would use. Okay. I'll I'll leave this one. J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, I can't remember if this is from a, a, if it's from one of the Lord of the Ring books or not, but it basically is very, sim- very simple, but still has a very good meaning. Still round the corner there may wait, a new road or a secret gate. Still round the corner there may wait, a new road or a secret gate. So, I mean, it, it has very special meaning. I don't know why I chose that. So I may have to... It's got a that. special meaning. You don't know why the meaning... Yeah, there may be something attached to that for me. So I may have to take a step back and look at it. Um, With that, Ashley, anything you want to say before we get out for tonight? A couple of things, actually. Best wishes to... uh, Best wishes to Nelson Mandela. Hope that he uh, gets well, because I know he took a a term for the worst this week. And also uh, a jockey by the name of J.T. McNamara. Um, most of you Americans won't know who he is. Most British people probably won't know who he is. But he fell off one of the horses at the Cheltenham Festival that happened over here two or three weeks back. We found out the news about 12 hours ago that he is now paralyzed. So I wish him and his family, you know, all the best and hopefully it isn't permanent paralysis hopefully he can uh, I don't think he'll ever ride again sadly but if he if he can be walking again then tr- there truly are miracles yes get get better Nelson if you're listening to the show um, stranger things have happened either way what would Nelson do <laughs> I, if he's actually listening to the show I'm a little scared don't hurry. He's always listening. Please don't ever do that again. 
Um, That's my best impression. Then again, I wasn't putting a lot of effort into it. So. I really don't have much to say myself. Uh, it's been a, been a very busy week, so I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, next week's going to be a big show. I'm looking forward to the break. I'm looking forward to a chance to get a little bit of time off from the show. I know that Brass Eye is probably looking forward to a little bit of sleep if he ever <laughs> decides to t- do that. I know Ashley is probably looking to forward to the little break he's going to get from the show. Um, Hopefully next week is where we will take some phone calls. Next week we will. We will take some next week because I plan on, and Ashley, I'm going to tell you this right now, we're going to cut back our stories for the second and third segments a little bit yeah. so we can take phone calls. Um, I want to hear from you guys on that, on everything. Um first segment will probably be pretty long due to the fact we're going to cover our number one WrestleMania matches of all time. We're going to talk about uh, WrestleMania itself. We'll cut back a lot of our stories, just the major stories next week for the second and third article, and we'll have a review of Bioshock Infinite uh, and possibly a review of G.I. Joe Retaliation. I don't know yet. It depends on if I go see it, but next week we will give away all the stuff or one of the things and we will give away, or we will take phone calls. We will take new emails. I want to hear from you guys next week uh, before we take our two-week break. So it's going to be a very interesting show next week. Um, so with that, I guess we're going to take a walk out of here. Um, tonight's Song of the Night was chosen by the co-host of the show. His name is Ashley, of course. Um, so I will let him end the show, and I'm basically, I guess I'll say, I'll see you guys next week. Ashley? Okay. This is this is nervous territory. That's the first time this has happened. So, uh, yeah, Song of the Night okay, this week. Done. Okay, you're done. Bye. <laughs> um, uh, go ahead, man. So, song of the Night this week, uh, because it really impacted the Metal Gear Solid 5 trailer a whole lot more. It's the track featured from that garbage is not your kind of people. So with that, have a good night, everybody, and we'll see you as the road to WrestleMania comes to its very near close. Night, everyone. Peace.
so wrong.